You are listening to Redefining Row, a CSU Global-sponsored podcast dedicated to celebrating, bringing awareness to, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Danielle Platt here. Michelle's on the phone. Today, we're in the Akron School District. We have two very special guests with us. One is um, Mr. Brian Christensen, who is the superintendent at the Akron School District, and one who is getting ready to make an impact for a bunch of students today, current left guard for the Denver Broncos, former All-American offensive lineman at K-State, and graduate of Wiggins High School, which is most important for us, Dalton Reisner. Welcome, Dalton. Welcome, Brian. Thank you both for taking the time to talk with us today on Redefining Rural. Excited to be on here. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dalton, you grew up in Wiggins, which is a small rural school here in the northeast corner of the state. Talk about what that was like for you and how growing up in a small school helped to shape you as a person. Yeah, you know, growing up in Wiggins is a huge part of my life. You know, every signature that I sign, there's a W behind the number 66. Every chance I have the opportunity to tell people about where I come from, I do, you know, and speaking at schools like Akron that are so similar to Wiggins. And, um, you know, that's where I take a lot of pride in. You know, not a lot of kids get the opportunity to to fulfill their dreams and, and go play Division One football and play in the NFL. And but a lot of people helped me on the way and a lot of factors that helped me get to where I'm at. But, you know, growing up in Wiggins, I think, is a huge testament of how I got there, you know, just because of the small town feel, you know, a, a town of 900 to 1,000, I think it might, it might have grown since then. But, you know, we, we grew up on the farm, you know, I worked on the dairy farm, I worked on, you know, throwing hay bales, playing sports, uh, just small town living, you know, when you have a community behind you like that, and uh, you grow up working hard outside, and you have parents and a family like mine, um, it just made it all all better so much. So I mean, I want my kids to be raised in a small town like Wiggins, and I take a lot of pride in that for sure. So Brian and I were talking about this yesterday, um, just so many opportunities that you have in rural. And I think for me, growing up in a rural school, I never, it never occurred to me that there was another way. You know, you're involved in every single thing. Um, Talk about how that played into who you are and how you're able to multitask and do all of the things that you do and the work ethic that maybe it established for you. For sure. You know, I was constantly busy. And in a small town, you know, if, if you're an athlete and you don't play a sport, you're pretty much, you know, you know, not doing not doing any favors for that sport because you got to have every person you can. I remember we had a state championship run my sophomore year. and We had 17 people on our football team. And, you know, we're playing a bigger team that has 50 guys on the sideline or whatever it is. So you have to make do with what you have. And in a small town, like you say, you know, when you're multitasking and you're playing three sports a year and you're working on the farm and, you know, you have four brothers and you're involved in FFA and student council and everything like that, it teaches you a lot. And I think a huge part of living in a small town, too, is, you know, the animals I had at the house, you know, waking up at 5 a.m., you know, cracking ice, throwing hay, all that kind of stuff, feeding grain to the cows. That stuff built a lot of character. You know, I have bad memories. They're good memories, but bad <laughs> memories. You know, we never had heated water. So in, in Colorado, you turn on a hose to, to feed in the morning and you got to take that hose off and then run it up a hill to get all the water out. Cause if you don't, the next morning it's going to be frozen. You're not going to be able to use it. And you got to get a sledgehammer to, sledgehammer to crack the ice. So I could talk on and on about memories of being raised in a small town and things that it did for me. But from a school standpoint, whenever I was out there at school, um, you know, just being, you know, relied on by my teammates and by the community to play the sports, it taught me, it taught me so much, not only about hard work, but on how to be a good person and how to treat other people. And I think there's a lot of character built in towns like Wiggins. So 
Dalton, I think that's a great transition. I, full disclosure, I'm a city girl. I'm a mom of two athletes in big schools. And yeah. we often talk about um, and work a lot with the state legislature. And we're talking a lot about bullying at the Capitol and in the House. And sort of what you're getting to about leadership and the importance of kindness and the importance of leaders like our student athletes stepping up to promote kindness. Talk a little bit about the messaging for the kids you're going to talk to today and what that's all about, what's, what, what that passion place is for you. For sure. You know, with my platform with football, that's something that I want to spread more than anything. You know, I'd say that my faith comes first, but right behind that is how you treat other people. You know, ever since I was a kid, uh, my mama raised me good. She raised five boys and she taught me how to treat other people and how to respect, you know, people that are older than me or just respect anyone around me. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I focus on with my platform is how you treat other people. And, you know, like today when I'm speaking here at Akron, that'd be one of my main, you know, focus points is how you treat other people either with respect or how you treat your friends or treat people that are different than you uh, because I think that's that's what the world is lacking right now I think in high schools and middle schools that that kids need to they need to see someone that's in a, in, a, in a spotlight like me that they might want to play in the NFL and say hey you know they might think I'm cool they might think I'm cool because I play and I get to be on TV but I want them to think I'm cool because I talk about how I treat other people and let them know that that's what really matters and I think if I can I can get through to them and tell them that the main reason I'm, I am where I'm in today is because of how I treated people. I think that I could be really successful in kind of getting that to the kids. So that, that, that sure does mean a lot to me. So that's amazing. And we're so grateful for you being out there. Tell us a little bit about the book. I know you've got a children's book out there. Yeah, so I did a lot of community service in college. I kind of found out who Dalton Reisner was, and I kind of found a few passions, whether it's, you know, working with Big Brother, Big Sisters, or Special Olympics, or speaking at schools, and going to nursing homes. And I was like, man, how do I bring all this together? So I created my nonprofit, my foundation, and I wanted... I didn't want to have a foundation that focused on one thing, whether it was, you know, cerebral palsy or leukemia, cancer. I wanted to have a foundation that was literally about making a positive impact in this world. I wanted to be in the spotlight that God blessed me with uh, in being in the NFL. And with that spotlight, I wanted to spread the word of being positive and being kind to other people around you, whether it was as small as holding a door or as small as, you know, asking someone how their day was. So I was like, man, how do I make an impact this year going into the NFL? I was like, well, I want to write a book. Uh, I didn't want to start off with a autobiography. Uh, that's kind of a big step for me. So I'm like, well, let's see how a children's book goes. I can fill it with pictures and I can just write like five words on each page. So um, that's what I did for my first book. And, um, you know, the whole point of that book was to to tell a story, you know, it talks, it starts off with me as a young boy. And at the end, it's, it's me all grown up. And I talk about my faith in there. I talk about hard work. I talk about how you treat others that are different than you uh, with love and kindness. And the whole point of that book was for little kids to read and say, you know, I want to be in the NFL. I want to be like Dalton Reisner and I want to be like him. And what that entails is being good to other people and, and being strong in your faith and working hard. So it was all about having an impact. And I think that it's been uh, you know, I've, I've had a pretty good impact so far. So I'm anxious to see how that continues to grow. So I'm going to ask Brian, because he's sitting here with us too, how having Dalton here and having him speak about that platform, how that helps support the work that you're doing with your kids and your mission and vision? You know, every, I think every school has it. I mean, you set priorities in how kids are treated. The culture of your school, to me, is something that's paramount and something we're always working on. That positive mindset, something we're always working on. And for me, having my, you know, prior to ascending into administration, I was a coach. 
the qualities you just heard about Dalton, those are the things that make me most proud of him. Obviously, there's a lot of accomplishments here that was you get read off at the beginning from the accolades in high school, college, and, and already in the pros. But uh, I think that's the most special thing about him is the person he is. And I think the thing that's exciting to me is already to see someone like him walk into our building Kids gravitate to him almost like rock star status. Which, <laughs> honestly, I am happy. I'm so happy to see that. And what you just heard about it from him is what you get. And uh, that's what I want our kids to leave with and leave with that message that, that he's going to give them today. Dalton, is there, um, and thank you, Brian, and thank you for your leadership around bringing this messaging to kids in a way that it can be heard, right? Um, is there a way for folks to get in touch with you if they're interested in hearing more about your message in their buildings and or how can they order your book? Oh, of course. So, yeah, if they want to order my book, you go to daltonsbook.com. It's really easy. It'll take you right to the page. You can order it. Really, really simple. Um, if they want to go check out my foundation's uh, website, they can at riserup.com. They can see my mission statement. They can watch a video on why I created the foundation. They can meet my team. They could donate on there. They could find my email. They can email me. That, that email will go directly to my marketing team, and I'll get CC'd on it. So I'll also receive a copy, and that's the best way to contact contact me. Um, if they want to check out what's going on with Reisner Up, I have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Reisner Up Foundation, and they can check it out there as well. So multiple ways to get in touch and multiple ways to see what's going on with the, the foundation. All right. Thank you. So we are um, running a little short on time. We want to make sure we get you to those kids out there so you can spread your message. But one last question. We love to talk about leadership in our podcast. Um, we talk a lot about leading from where you are, whether it be from the classroom, on the field, as a coach, um, at home. What do you guys think are the most important elements of leadership that you have to have in order to make an impact? Go first or me? I'd, I'd say the first thing that I've learned through my journey is you got to be a follower first. I think to be one of the best leaders, you have to be a follower at some point. And even if you're one of the best leaders, you got to know when the time is to follow. No one likes a leader that constantly has to be in full control of everything that they do and telling everyone what to do. I think that followers gravitate towards a leader that's okay to be a follower some days. It's okay to come to work and say, you know what, I'm gonna learn from you guys today. Even though I might be the captain of this team, I might be the leader of this community, the leader of this school, or leader of a team, whatever it is, I think it's really important to show your followers like, hey, I'm gonna be a follower too. I can learn from you guys as well. I'm not in full control. I don't have it all figured out. And um, I'd say that's the one thing that I learned. I was always a leader that in high school, wanted to be in full control, wanted to be doing the hoorah speech and have control of everybody. But throughout my times in college, as you can imagine, and especially being a follower on my team this year, by no means was I one of the leaders on the team. I think that I led, but um, to be a great leader, you got to lead at times. So I'm, I'm, I'm being a follower right now in Denver uh, for the Broncos under guys like Vaughn Miller and, you know, uh, Joe Flacco this last year. But I think that as my time continues, I'll become more and more of a better leader. And I would just add on to him, I think uh, one of the things or some of the things Dalton refers to there is uh, if you're someone who's willing to go do the work as well and, and be that person and be genuine, I think you're going to uh, attract a lot, a lot of people to your form of leadership, um, which might be a form of servant type leadership, which I think Dalton very much has. Um, I also, we used to talk all the time about what the different qualities were as a leader. Um, 
what different things make you a leader? Do you necessarily be, are you the vocal one? Are you not the vocal one? Um, and the fact is everyone can be a leader. And he just talked about followership, but uh, you can be the, the person with the voice and you can also be the one that does it by action, which I think we're getting a, a flavor of all of those things from Dalton, which is kind of exciting. And uh, years ago, we defined a leader as being a helper. And a lot of times, if you think of uh, leaders, they're always in a position to help or aid someone else or, or help lift someone up. So sure. it just it, it all seems to wrap together in what Dalton brings and is going to bring uh, as a message to our students today. All right. Well, you guys, thank you for taking your time today to be on our podcast, Redefining Rural. And we really, really appreciate it more than you know. And we, we definitely think our audience is going to enjoy this. So thanks again. Yep. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Thanks, guys. Have fun out there today. <laughs> we'll do. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening to Redefining Rural, a CSU Global sponsored podcast dedicated to celebrating, bringing awareness to, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado. Stay tuned for our next episode, and in the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Twitter.